Okay, it's really good to see everybody. Uh, welcome to Transition Tuesday. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to jump right back into some text that we were in um, on last Tuesday. Uh, and so if you'll turn in your Bibles um, to Matthew chapter 7, we'll quickly review what we talked about last week and then get into this week's lesson. So, but before we do that, let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I do thank you so much for the privilege and the joy of being able to come and, and to share and to study your word. Uh, your word is truth. It conforms us to your image. It changes us into the people we're supposed to be. It helps us to fight off uh, the influences of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and all of those things we desperately need in our lives. Help us. Help us to understand your word. Um, today, Lord, we're going to be talking about some very convicting and uh, tough uh topics and i just pray that your holy spirit will uh give our hearts uh, a willingness to listen and adhere and follow uh, what you teach us in your truth so again thank you for the group that is here today thank you for this chance uh, for us to grow together and thank you for your son jesus and what he did on that cross to save broken men and women like us in christ jesus name we pray amen, amen. all right so last week when we were together we were we were just getting finished with uh the sermon on the mount uh jesus was teaching the the people there uh what it was like what kingdom life was like kingdom life the king's domain what it, it looks like to live in the kingdom and <clears throat> last week when we were together in matthew chapter 7 um, Jesus uh, uh, tells us uh, uh, in verses 13 and 14, he told us that the way into the kingdom, the way into eternal life is a very a narrow path. And the gate to get into that kingdom is a very narrow gate. And that there are few people that find that. There are few people that find the narrow way. There are few people that find the narrow gate. But he said there was also another way that the world is going on a broad way. And what does that broad way lead to? Destruction, destruction. right? Death and destruction. And it said there's many that find that way. And what you'll find as you grow in your faith, as you grow in in the body of Christ, um, you'll realize that what Jesus is saying is exactly true. That the many never find the way. They never find it. They never find the the right path. And they, they live a life that's full of destruction, that's full of emptiness and vanity, so uh, uh, full, of, full of trials and tribulations. And then there's that small group that finds the way, the truth, and the life, right? Who is that? Who is the way, the truth, and the life? Uh, Jesus, Jesus, right? Story. Jesus said, I am the way, well, the, the truth, and the life. The many refers to the laws. Yes. It, well, there's there's different times. It, Jesus actually said that he shed his blood for the many. So there's a lot of people that are going to be saved, but there's also a lot of people that are going to be lost. But the comparison between the people in the world and the people in the kingdom, the people in the kingdom is a small More people going to be lost. There's a small percentage. And so he says that um, the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are few find it. And then immediately after that passage, in verse 15 through 23, Jesus gets into another statement about how there are many false professors out there, right? Many false prophets, many false teachers going around. And they look like sheep, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. They clothe themselves like they are of the flock, right? Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I lay my life down for my 
sheep, right? And my sheep know me. They know my voice. And when I call, what do they do? They answer. They, can they hear come. Voice. They, they, they come, you see? And so how do you know if you're uh, God's sheep? Well, when he calls, you will follow. come. You will come and follow. That's exactly right. Uh, and so he says, um, this is where our, our lesson will be a little controversial today uh, because of our concepts as compared to what the Word of God says. The, the concepts of the world and our mindsets as human beings, as fallen sons of Adam, as compared to what God's Word says. Look what he said. You will know them by their fruits. So you can't get grapes from a thorn bush, and you can't get figs from a thistle. And, he, and this is what Jesus said. Every good tree bears good fruit, and every bad tree bears bad fruit. All right? Thus you will know them by their fruit. What does he say? Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire, so you will know them by the fruit. So this is what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying you can look at the fruition of a person's life and know whether or not they're a child of God. By the way they act. By the way they think, by the way they talk, and by the way they act. Now that is a, a very strong statement, isn't it? That is a tremendously strong statement because what it's saying is you can look at a person's life and what they say and what they think and what they do is who they are. Right? How many of us back in our past life when we were living under the influence of alcohol said, oh, well, that really wasn't me. I was just drunk. Right? How many times have we said that? Or been under the influence of, oh, that really wasn't me. me. I was just high. That's my addiction. Right? Well, yeah. That was not me. That's just my addiction. Well, you are your addiction. Right. Right? You are your addiction. And so, the things that you say when you are under the influence is really who you are. You've just let the guard down. Right. The real you has come out. You can ask for forgiveness. Right. But that was you. You have to own that stuff. And when people are saying that's just my addiction, then that gives them an excuse not to forgive yep. themselves or ask for forgiveness. Well, this is a drop and it's a dangerous place to be. So think about those times of being out and why do people like the nightlife? Why do they not like the nightclubs and the loud music and, and the crowds? Why do they like that? They want to feel good. They want right. to, well, it's a lot of it's about sensu- their sensual nature. Sensual. They're chasing after things that look good, feel smell good. good, taste good, sound they good, belong. and feel good, yeah. right? But it also gives them a sense of belonging. That's exactly right. It gives them a sense of belonging, and it gives them a sense, and also not only a belonging, but anonymity. What do I mean by anonymity? Anonymous, right? Probably. It's probably, people, since you're in the crowd, people won't notice you because you're just a part of the crowd. Right. You see how that works? Mm-hmm. And so there's a comfort in that. I, I want you to look with me really quickly. Turn with me in your Bibles over to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Romans. And the Apostle Paul had been talking. Uh, the Apostle Paul in this letter to the Romans is talking to a group of people. And basically this is what he's saying. He's saying that in rebellion they turn away from God. And their hearts become hardened. And they become eaten. Evil. They they act evil. God turns them over to their own desires, and by doing so, right? By doing so, uh, they God turns them over to the wickedness of this world, the flesh, that? and the devil. Romans one, and we're going to look at verses twenty eight uh, through thirty two. It says this, and just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer. God gave them over to a depraved mind. What does that mean to say that 
uh, they saw fit not to acknowledge God any longer. Uh, Romans 1, verse 28. They did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer. What does it mean to acknowledge God? They didn't. They didn't do what God chose for okay. them to do. They didn't right. live the life. When you acknowledge them, when I came That's in the exactly room today, what's happening on the streets of America yeah. right now? Right. Well, yeah. when I, when I came in the room today to see you guys, I acknowledge you. What does that mean? Recognize you. Hey, y'all. Yeah. Hey, good to see you. you. You see? And so what it's saying is they didn't want to recognize God. Why do they not want to recognize God? The same reason a bank robber don't want to recognize the cops. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's a good way. That's a good you, way. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> that is a good way. The same way that a kid, uh, the <laughs> same way that a kid who's out too late don't want to recognize his parents' authority. Yeah, right. So they don't want to acknowledge God. And so what does God do? He gives them over to a depraved yeah. mind. He, gives them over. he let them... Going about their he, he just lets them get worse and worse. All right. All right, now watch what else it says. Because uh, Lori brought up a point just a second ago. She said that, that sounds like the streets of America. Well, the truth of the matter is you could take this passage of Scripture and go anywhere in the world and read it to those people in their language, and they would say, well, whoever wrote that is talking about my community or my right people. Now. Because that's the human condition. Sure. Now watch what he says. They are full with unrighteousness and wickedness and greed and evil and full of envy and murder and strife and deceit and malice. They are gossips. They are slanders. They are haters of God. Insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to their parents. Without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And although they know the ordinances of God, what does that mean to say they know the ordinances of God? They know the law. They know what they're supposed to be doing. Even though they know the ordinance of God, they... Those who practice such things are worthy of death. All right. So, what does God say you are worthy of if you live a life like that? Civil life. Uh, uh, that wicked life. What oh. are you worthy of? Hell. Death hell. and hell. Destruction. God's justice poured out on your life. Wrath. Right. Which is a scary. Though thing. they know, you know the ordinances pastor, of God. You know what the pastor brought up in Bible study Sunday? That Jesus is protecting us from God. God's wrath. Our salvation is protecting us from God. That's right. And I never really thought about that. That's a really strong thing. God's justice and God's wrath. But it's God's wrath is the absolute yeah. worst. Well, that's thing. why He let His own Son die uh, no, but, on the cross but, you know, to save us from. Uh, he's saving us. But did you ever think about it in terms that God is protecting us from God? Yeah. Hey, Ronnie. say like. Amazing. People today have more faith than they had 2,000 years ago. Say like, Jesus disciples. They, they see this man with first hand. They still. So he says that even though they know the ordinance of God and those that practice such things are worthy of death, how many times it somebody be wicked and they'll see somebody else doing something wicked and say that's not right? We've all done that before, oh, haven't we? Right. we? We say, oh, that ain't right, and yet we were doing something. Some, we make us feel better about ourselves. Right. So they know they're worthy of death, and not only do they do the same, they do work. But they give hearty approval to those who practice them. What does that mean? They give hearty approval to those who practice them. Hold. Hearty, like hold. Well, think about it. You go downtown on the weekend and act a fool, and what do you do? You encourage and promote others that are acting the fool too. Why? So that you feel better about what you're doing. Yeah, because at least I'm not that bad. (laughs) At least I'm not that bad. Or if she's doing it, it's okay for me to do it too. I ain't falling down drunk like they are. Right now. Right. Does that mean that in the back of my mind, I don't know 
what I'm doing is wrong. No, and no. Are, you know it's wrong. You just want to hang around. What, birds of a feather? What? And the more you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah, that's exactly right. And because the longer you live in that life, the easier it becomes. Why? Because God is giving you over to, to your desires. He's giving you over to what you want. And what Paul is telling us there in Romans is, that is God's justice. He's giving you what you deserve. He's turning you over to yourself. Which is All right. total damn thing. Now, let's go back to the Matthew <laughs> passage. That, that's that right. I mean, I mean, that's, that's what it that's is. That's true honor. That's honest. Now, watch what he says. So, he says in, in that Matthew passage there, uh, be, uh, you will know them by their fruits. Matthew chapter 7, verse 16. You will know them by their fruits. Verse 17. Every tree that puts off good fruit is a good tree. And every tree that puts off bad fruit is a bad tree. A good, free, a good tree cannot produce good fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce uh, no, a good, good fruit. Tree cannot, a good yeah. tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not produce good fruit is what? Cut down and thrown into the fire. So what is he talking about? Eternal destruction. Yeah. All right, so you can look at somebody's life, and if their life is full of bad fruit, they're a bad tree, and there's no way around that. There is no way around that. And that's hard for me and you to deal with. You know why? Because we see the bad fruit in us. We know we... we worry and we wonder and we question. Right. Good. Now watch. Now let's go over. Turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians. All right. Hold on. i got to get there. 1 Corinthians. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. 1 Corinthians. And we're going to look at verse 9 through... 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Oh, chapter 6. 9 through 11? Yep. Verses 9 through 11. 6. Got it. All right. Y'all ready? Yep. Verse 8 or verse 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? All right. Now, what, what did Paul just say? If you are unrighteous, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Can we add eight into that, too? We're going to go, okay. keep going here in just a second. Uh, uh, do, not, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Now, going back to what Jesus was saying in Matthew, Jesus was talking about the eternal What's kingdom. And you don't have to go back there yet. And he's saying what? He said there's a lot of people out there that look externally... Like they're a part of the kingdom, but they're really false professors. They're really sheep, uh, wolves in sheep clothing, right? Right. And how will you know them? By their fruits. All right. Now, what did he say? A good tree cannot put off bad fruit. A bad tree cannot put off good fruit. And you will know them by their fruits. And if it's a bad tree, what does it deserve? Eternal hell, fire, right? Well, what did Paul just say there? If you're putting off bad fruit, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because if you're putting off bad fruit, what does it show you? It shows you got evil intentions. There's a bad root and bad seed. Right. Bad seed, bad root, bad fruit. If it's a good seed, it's going to be good roots and it's going to be right. good fruits. All right, are you with me? Now watch what he says next because this is when it gets up in all of our business. Do not, it said, do not be deceived. What does that mean? 
That means don't be uh, Don't be tricked. Alright. The inheritor, it says, do not be fooled, do not be deceived, neither fornicators. What are fornicators? Like like People having sex outside of marriage. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers. What are that? People sleeping around their husband's wife. Or the effeminate. What is effeminate? Nor homosexuals. Alright, it tells you what effeminate is. Right? What is effeminate? It's a woman who acts like a man. A man without a woman. Uh, effeminate, without uh, without feminine characteristics. Effeminate means like a woman. So it's like a dyke. It's like a, how you know we're living in the last days because it's got women be marrying women. But he it, it says effeminate nor homosexuals. So it's talking about men with men, homosexual yeah, yeah, being yeah. men with men. All right. So it says, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor effeminate nor homosexual. Now you may be sitting there going. Well, he hasn't got me yet, but watch what it says next. Nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. What's he saying? If that's who you are, if you are a drunkard, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. If you are a homosexual, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. If you are a thief or an idolater or a fornicator... Don't be tricked. Don't be deceived. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because the only ones that inherit the kingdom of God are God's children. That's who inherits the and kingdom. It's so obscured. Man. All right, now watch it because the news gets a little better. Watch it gets a little better here because look what Paul says next. Now this is what we need to really focus on today. Such were some of you. Okay, but you were washed, you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. So what does he say? The true child of God, it's not like they haven't lived in sin. A lot of them were homosexuals. A lot of them were effeminate. A lot of them were drunkards. A lot of them were covetous. Idolaters. Born again and ask Jesus to Good. It's not asking. It's being born again. Right, right. Right? Right. Nobody asks to be born. Right. It's a gift that God gives to you. You see how that works? And so what Paul is trying to tell us here is this. Draw the line. Test yourself to see whether you're in the faith. If you are in the faith, then you're not going to live like a child of the world. You're going to live like a child of God. Now, the modern church that we live in, most people, there's a lot of people in churches today that are walking around professing to be Christians when in reality, they're living lives like Paul was just describing. That can't be. No man can serve two masters. Right? What did Jesus say for you? You will love one, and you will hate I'll, the other. I'll give you an example. Somebody who's an alcoholic, my understanding, it just doesn't happen overnight. So, maybe a person wants to get help, but, you know, like, um, they have a hard time, like, you your right. body, your mind says, your mind says, I want to be clean and sober, but your body says, in other words, you know what I mean? Right. You fight. It's well, what it, what's going on there? It, you're actually you're deceived when you're an alcoholic. You, and and you and you may cry out and say, I want help. That's a disease. No, it's not a disease. It's, it's, it's sin. Sin is not a disease. Sin is a curse. I don't care what the medical science says. It's not a disease. It's bondage. It's slavery. It's sin. It's death. Oh, 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 oh. I, 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 well. 
You're talking about from the, the AA, AA, AA. I'm talking about what the scripture tells you. And listen, an alcoholic or an addict is a slave. They are a slave to some kind of chemical. But we'll do it to help. All right. Now, what did Jesus say? Whoever believes in the Son of Jesus is a son. If he knows the truth and lives the truth, he will know the truth, and the truth will set him free. Paul, 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 Paul addresses in the beginning of each one of his epistles. He calls himself Paul, a bond servant, a slave of Jesus Christ. So the child of God. The true child of God, the true born again believer, has been set free from the bondage of sin. I tried many sin. times to get clean and stop drinking and using without Christ, and it did not work. That's exactly I, right, I, I, and that's I, I, and you brought that up I'm at the very. No, but you brought that up at the beginning of our class today. You brought it up at the beginning of our class. Remember what you said? An alcoholic, they can go through all the uh, court mandated programs they want. But until they really what what do you say? Until they really want they want to, stop. to stop drinking, they won't. All right. What I'm telling you, the Bible is teaching you I is that a drunkard or a fornicator, what a fornicator, somebody who's having sex outside of marriage, and unless they want to stop having sex, unless they want to stop drinking, they won't stop. Would you agree with it's that? I mean, I'm, I've seen, I mean, I know people that die from withdrawals. I know people that withdrawal can kill you. I know people that actually die from withdrawals. No doubt. Withdrawals. I, I agree withdrawals with you. I agree with you 100. percent But it's because they. But it is because. Listen, no. no, no listen, it is because here. they are a slave to a chemical. You've been yourself that's for so long. Your body's like the they are a slave to it. It owns them. It beats them and whips them and and they call it master. You see, they are a slave to it. And what Paul is teaching us here is that all sin, it don't matter if it's alcohol, it can be sex, it can be homosexuality, it can be thievery, it can be covetousness, any of that. What, you, what the Ken's truth trying to say is it becomes physically, people can become physically dependent, but, but Christ... No doubt. I, I'm not I'm not, I'm not, right. Right. I'm not, I'm not He's trying Christ. to connect the two. What I'm trying to say and is... And that's difficult, but you're right, Ronnie. I'm, I'm, You're right. You're right. You're right. The scriptures. What you're saying is true. You know what I mean? What I'm trying to say is, for a person who to be an alcoholic and I know, I know people are dying for withdrawal. They they want to quit and you know, um, the doctor doctor told their wife. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. You know what I mean? So you know what I mean? So because a person, his body was like he been drinking for over 20 years. You know, his body got dependent on it. Right. So, what Paul and Jesus are trying to teach us here is. That who you are is who you are. It's your nature. And if you are still living in Adam, you have a fallen nature. And in your fallen nature, that alcoholic truly wants to drink. They want to drink. Right. That uh, sexually immoral person, they want to have sex. That's what they really want to do. That A drug addict, they really want to be high. Right. That's really what they want. Now... If God saves a person, if he gives them a new heart and a new mind, what is going to happen to their wants and desires? They're going to so change. You say, I say They're going to feed into so the things of God instead of to, to the worldly things. So watch. So, so I've heard people uh, say this before. Oh, well, you mean when God saves you, you can just do whatever you want to do? Right. Yes. Because if God has saved you, your want to... It's going to be his want to. Right. Are you with me? Remember what you said at the beginning of class? We were talking about alcoholics and that they would not quit with a court order. Why would they not quit with a court order? 
Because they have a mandated to go. Well, they, 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 They're being what? They don't want to do it. They're being forced to do it. But see... Well, All right, now watch. You're right, but you know what, though? When I'm, God saves you. God thinks a different man thinking. God thinks a different man. My thinking is totally different from God. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, but watch. Right. When God saves you, when God saves you and gives you a new heart and a new mind, guess what's going to happen to your wants? You're not going to want those things. They're going to change. Right. If God truly changes do. you and makes you a new creature really and makes you a new creation, what God has done is he has set you free from the bondage of sin. Okay? Now, I'm a Christian. I'm born again believer. Do I still struggle with fornication? Yes. Every day in my mind. But the difference in me now and me 15 years ago was now I struggle with the sin of fornication. 15 years ago I embraced it. It was who I was. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. <clears throat> as a... As, uh, I've been sober and I hadn't had any drugs in 10 years. Do I ever still think about getting high? Yes. The difference is, is now I struggle with those thoughts. I don't embrace them. When I was in bondage, when I was a slave to my sin, when I thought about getting high, I went and found one of my friends that had some wheat, you see. Now, when I think about it, I turn away from it, ask God to help me. And what he's, he's already started helping me because what He's done is He's allowed me to recognize that stinking and he thinking. He gave the ability to turn away from right. it. Right. And He's getting not only the ability, but the desire to right. turn away okay, from right. it. You see the difference? When God changes your heart and God changes your mind, your desires change. Yes, they do. So I have a really hard time. And, and I told you this is going to be a controversial class day. I have a hard time with me with someone who tells me that they are an alcoholic and a born again believer. I disagree. Because with that. what I know you do. I, I understand. Listen to what I'm saying. I disagree with that because I, like some churches, like uh, I, I I mean like I was asked for communion. Is, is it wine in this cup? If it's wine, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going. I, I mean like if a person if a person recovery. It doesn't make sense to drink. No, I mean, a person struggles with that. Why would you? I mean, like, it doesn't. So, so, well, since don't get drunk, one, one a couple. Well, I'm not gonna tip them. Though. You yeah. be drunk with wine. I'm not gonna tip them. Well, just yeah. So, it, most of the churches that I go to, they put wine. They put wine and grape juice. They put wine and uh, grape juice in the outer ring and wine in the inner ring. That's smart. Because when Jesus, when Jesus turned water into wine, he didn't turn it into Welch's grape juice. It wasn't. He turned it into wine. Like it was real wine. The problem with wine for an alcoholic is, is that's their master. No, you're right, but it's also it, it, it could trigger a reaction. It could, it, it, it could. could. If that person is a new creation, though. Yeah. See, so now again, I want you to understand what I'm saying here. I, I, what I said was, you can't be an alcoholic and be a born again Christian. Now, oh, okay. watch. Hold on. Let me let me explain. There's a lot of people that hey, drink explain. a beer. Does and that not does that mean an alcoholic? Does that mean that as a born again Christian, I could not fall back into drinking? Yes, I certainly could. The difference in the child of God and the child of the world is is that if you are truly God's child, God is going to put you under the rod of correction and get you out of that. Yeah. Let's say recover. I'll let recover not alcoholic get a point of Christian. Right. There's a difference. That, well, that's the there's problem. The All right. So there's, there's a problem with that. All of those recovery programs and the gospel of Jesus Christ is this. <clears throat> in AA, you say, I'm getting better. In Jesus Christ, you say I'm saved. Yes. In other words, when he gave yes, sight to the blind man, the blind man didn't go around yes. everybody and say, I'm starting to be able to see now. I don't know y'all topic. 
but I can I can explain why the program doesn't get into like deep religion. I can I can explain that. I know I done. Well, I'm let's be short. When the program was first developed, the church was calling them, they were bashing them. They were socks drunk, you know what I mean? You know, saying they were these men with men of the devil, demon. They wasn't get like actually like, you know what I mean, trying to help, you know what I mean? See what I'm saying? At the time, this is a time. This is a time society was actually bashing the up signs, devils, 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 devils. They, they was actually, they was actually addressing the pro. They, was, they, was, they was actually addressing the problem. They were, they were more. I mean, the problem, the problem with recovery programs, is is that they're all based on human effort to recover and be sober, and the human effort is the problem, not the solution. What well, I, I don't know about. I, I don't That's know about. why we have life recovery. So, what, 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 again, watch what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we live perfect lives as a Christian because I struggle every day with my past life. Like my past history, things that I used to do come up in my thoughts and my minds all the time. The difference in who I was 15 years ago and who I am now as a child of God is that God has changed my heart and my mind and now I struggle with those things instead of embracing them. I don't run back to them anymore and live in them anymore. You with me? Yeah. So what's happened? He's planted a new life within me. And that new life is full of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and meekness and self-control and long-suffering. That's the person I am on the inside. And I don't a, like that long-suffering, though. Yeah. I, it, it seems to me like, <laughs> let me ask you this question. It seems to me like, now, I, I totally agree with everything we just read. But like, what do you do like sometimes if you if you done if you're doing well, right? You're doing well throughout your life. You you you're doing everything in the right way. Your life's getting better. Everything is going good. And then sometimes you just uh, you feel like everything is going so good that you could still maybe have a drink and be all right. You don't understand what I'm saying? Can you still participate and have a beer from time to time? Or are you supposed to just right. not drink anymore? When it, when it comes to or, those kind of things, um, when it comes to those kind of things, um, I think those are questions of a Christian's liberty of whether they can do something or not. Mm-hmm. If you, to me personally, my answer for that is if I have to ask a question about it, the answer is no. I, if I have to ask if it's okay, well, I mean, then the answer is no. Was, that's for me. I was now, just retaining to somebody because when. I, you, you know, my dad always told me a man ain't got no sense till it's about 40. You know, but like when I was young, I wanted to drink uh, two two half gallons of liquor on the weekend in a case of beer. But now I could get a six pack and it'll last me three weeks. Mike. That's not a, that's not really, to me, an alcoholic. But yeah, alcoholic. I still feel, I mean, do I feel bad? No, because I don't have the problems I used to have because I don't drink. But right. But at the same time, you so, know, am I supposed to stay away from it altogether and never have another you're beer? You're a drinker. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to drug it, but I don't do. I haven't done any listen, drugs. In my experience, once you're an addict, you always. Well, you're see, addict. I don't. What that know. means is, what that means is, what that means is, you gonna make up your mind. I mean, you 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 you, you want to do what's right. You know what I mean? For for God and Christ. Oh, you want to go back that drug? You can't. There's no halfway. There's no middle of the road. Right. There's, there's, there's no well, I don't. I mean, I don't want anything. I haven't done any. I, I, I never heard of a casual addict. Well, I well that's just what happened. But I want you to think about this. Something's going to control you. Right. 
And it's either going to be Christ and the Holy Spirit, or it's going to be you. If you control you, you will destroy yourself. If Christ is controlling controlling you, you will live. Okay. All right. It's yeah. to, and it's that simple. And your life, will, your your thoughts, your words, and your actions will be an evidence of who's controlling you. That's what Paul's trying to say here. Look at that. Look what he said. You do not inherit the kingdom of God. You do not get eternal life if you are. Uh, don't be deceived. If you're a fornicator, idolater, an adulterer, or effeminate, or a homosexual or thief, or covetous, or a drunkard, you, or a swindler, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Are you, are you a drunkard if you drink two beers? No. No. Okay. Now, again, I, I leave that in the area of Christian liberty. I know people that, that well, drink. Not, well, I don't. I don't know. Do That's all I was asking. I don't, do I don't drink. Why? Because I know who I am when I drink. Yeah, me okay. too. And I don't need that to be happy. Right, right. And if I'm I don't need it to be happy. I don't need it to enjoy a meal. I don't need it to enjoy life. That right, drink right. will lead me back to drugs. It's not today, I, so at some point. And not only that, I'll give you but another no. example. Um, like, I, I use uh, smokeless tobacco from the time I was 13 till I was 40. What is that? 27 That's what years. my dad said, a man that got no sense until he hits 40. Right, right. <laughs> right. So watch. I chewed tobacco. For all those years, right, and never had a problem. With it. I enjoyed it, right. I, I really did. I was, and I was addicted to it. And it's one of the worst addictions. Nicotine is horrible. Let me give you an example. Right, but watch, <clears throat> I quit now. Now you know the reason. I tried to quit a lot of times. I never could. Right. I had to start back up. I got, and one time I quit for actually like for four years, but then I started back. Started again. Back. The reason that I don't chew now is this: is because now I look back and I remember men, influential men in my life, who chewed. Then influenced me. Now I'm not saying it's their fault that I started, but their doing it gave approval to me to do it. Right? And so now if I walk into a I teach kids every day. If I walk in to teach a bunch of kids and I got a little ring around in the back of my pocket or tobacco in my teeth, what am I telling those children? That it's okay. That it's okay. And I don't want to be the one responsible for okay. causing somebody else right. to stumble. Right. It's the same way with drinking. And that makes good sense. I, I go listen, I go and sit at the bars when I uh, go out to eat. Uh-huh. Why? Well, number one, I'm single, and I don't like sitting at a table by myself. And number two, I get faster service at the bar. You want to sit? Right now, I, but I always order Coke, and they always put it in a Coke glass and put it. Now, somebody may walk in that bar and see me in there and think, "What? Did you He's drink? drinking." Now, I can't do anything about that. Right. Right. Somebody told me they do it right. When they say, "Hey, why the bottle shot long enough to get it here tonight?" Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so, so, so he says. Such were some of you. But what happened? You were washed. What does it mean to be washed? Oh, good, good. You're cleaned up. You were sanctified. That means you were set apart. You're different than the rest of the crowd now. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of our God. So what that means is if you truly are a child of God, the power of God has changed you into a new creation. And I, and I firmly believe that. And, you, and you're, you're a, you are a new creation. And it wasn't something you did. It was something that he did for you. And if he has truly changed you, if you truly are a new creation, if you truly are born again, then what kind of fruits are coming out of your life? Good fruits. You see? Why? Because you've got good seed and good, fruit, good roots. Good fruits are going to come out. And, it's not, and you don't even have to like strain to do it. It's, it's who you are. It's your new nature. And why is Jesus and Paul being so straight to the point with this? Because there's a dividing line. 
the dividing line is truth and error. The dividing line is eternal salvation and eternal damnation. And to play around in the gray area there is no place to be. You see how that works? That there's no there's no way to do that. Now let's go back to the Matthew passage and look because all of that was preview from last time and now we really only have like 15 minutes left. Okay. Matthew chapter seven, but I want you to look in verses 21, 22, and 23, and that's where we'll finish up today. It says Matthew chapter seven, verse 21, 22, and 23. All right, and so I will have Lori read that for us. Everybody there, Matthew seven. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, verse 22, and verse 23. All right, what does it say, Lord? Well, it's, it's uh, titled, I Never Knew You. Not everyone says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Okay. So, even more, mm-hmm. even more important than you knowing you're a child of God and even more important than the people around you knowing you're a child of God is the fact that God in heaven knows you're his child so if I were to title this lesson today I would call it God knows what do I mean by that what do I mean when I say that God is omniscient he knows it all he knows what's in your heart so God does not have to look back into your past to know who you are God does not have to look at who you are right now today to know who you are and God does not have to look into the future because he already knows what you're going to do are you with me? He, like, he already knows everything that you're ever going to do. He knows everything. And the truth of the matter is, if you are his child, how long has he known that? How long is, since, since before he created the world, he knew you were his child. And that we brought that up Sunday, too. That just amazes me. Right. Knowing everything I was going to do, he yep. still chose me yep. way back then. Yep. And so Over he, he knew people. you in the past, he, he knew you today, wow. and he knows who you are tomorrow. And if you are truly his child... But why in the world we want to choose Right? Look what he says. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? There are a lot of false people that look like they're putting off good fruit. But they're not good people. Right. They, what did he say? They, they look like sheep, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Mm-hmm. What does he mean by inwardly? Who they are on the inside. What they, they, yeah. what, who they are what, when they're by themselves. What their they self. think. What they who they are when they're by themselves. We have masks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's exactly right. God knows them, and there are a lot of people walking around with a mask on that that have they look sweet and innocent on the outside, but on the inside, they're right. They're, they're Freddy Krueger. You know, they're. <laughs> you know, Freddy. You know, people wear Freddy Krueger or, or Jason Jason mask on Halloween, right? Right. To, to perpetrate like they uh, a mass murder, right? Well, there's a lot of people that are just the opposite of that. There are a lot of people walking around in in pulpits and pews and and oh, yeah. walking around that look on the outside like they belong in the kingdom of God. Well, how can they bring it, this up to come back to church? No, what are they doing that? Because they're evil. Yeah. They're, and they're, 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 I mean, you got Atlanta. to hold yourself to a certain caliber. You well, listen, think they're slaves to their own wickedness. The truth is, when it comes to human nature, nobody wants to be alone. 
Nobody wants to be alone. That's just for you. That's just human nature to seek attention and approval. Everybody wants to. You know what I mean? I agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah, right. Now, but the true child of God is going to look yeah. to God for his comfort and, yeah, his, comfort. and, his, and companionship. his companionship. Right? And the the per, the, the, the person God of the world is going to look for something else to keep them from being lonely. Yeah. Whether God it be a, a mistress or a uh, an affair, we, I, or I, whether it be yeah. alcohol. I, or, I do whatever. Yeah. I, I, I fight against I, I my flesh and God's will. I do. I, I do. I struggle with that. You know. I, th- I, th- I think it's it's human nature. You know what I mean? I mean, like I said, God. My, my mind is God. God. God is not wrong. My mind is I could be wrong. You know what I mean? My my, my thoughts could be. You know what I mean? Sometimes. And so our human nature is the problem. Yes. And it can't be an excuse. We can't use that as an excuse. Say, oh well, that's just my human nature. Because if you truly are a child of God, you've been given a new nature. Yeah. You have become Christ-like. And if you truly are a child of God. The longer you live on this earth, the more Christ-like you're going to become. You're not going to ever be perfect. You're going to struggle with sin. We all do every day. But, again, you're going to struggle. You're going to strive. You're going to fight with it. You're going to fight against it. You're not going to... Your want to is going to be different than it was before He changed you. You see? And so what is He saying? You'll know the matter of fruit. So look in the mirror. What are you thinking about? What are you talking about? What are you doing? What are you saying? Who are you when nobody else is looking that's the indi- true indication of who you are, mm-hmm. but the even true indication of that is what God sees, mm-hmm. because God knows. He knows you. He knows what you think. Right. You think. And it says, "Not everyone who says to me will enter the kingdom of heaven." So, just because you call him Lord, Lord, does not mean you got to do you, more than knowledge. Right. Well, it says. But he who does the will of my Father will enter into heaven. All right. So now, here's the trick question for you for for today's lesson. Does that mean that I have to do God's will in order to go to heaven? Yes. Yes. Okay. So then you're saying that my works get me into heaven. No. What I do gets me into heaven. No. 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 But we, we will do God's, God's will because our heart has changed. But no, our works do not get. I'm saying. Okay. Good. I'm saying. All right. Good. If I mess up, so I'm watch. Saying, it's not what I do that gets me to heaven. Right, I get it. All right, yeah. but if I'm going to heaven, I will do. Right. <laughs> are you with me? Yes. Yeah. What yes. is the indicator that you truly are a child of God and that you're truly going to heaven? The fruits. The fruits that you bear. Right. You words, you words, are when you when you become where you want to do God's will, that's that's because Mr. it's Mr. not a work. It's something that you Mr. want Rogers. to do. It's what your, it's what your it's heart, your heart is saying yeah. to do to now enter watch, into the kingdom. Watch what he says. Right. He said, many are going to say to me on that day. What day is he talking about there? Judgment day. One day. Judgment day. On that day, many are going to stand before him and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? What what do they mean when they say prophesy in your name? Pray. Preach. Speak. Preach. Preach. Go out and and share the Bible with people. Did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name did we not cast out demons? So they actually... Did miracle? They casted out demons. They like they exercised <laughs> demons out of people, right? You seen them people on the TV throwing the demons out of folks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or so they say. I think they really throwing them into them. So yeah. but, but but watch. And did we not perform <laughs> miracles in your name? In other words, hey God, look what we did. We preached. We went around and fed the homeless, and we we did miracles. We 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 caused people to. Uh, but that's not going to get you right. into the kingdom right. of heaven. That's works. Your work. Listen, right. But listen again what they said. <coughs> Did we not name? 
did we not prophesy in your name. And in your name did we not cast out demons. And in your name did we not perform miracles. See, they were doing those things in their own power, in their own desires. And it says, and then he will declare, I will declare to them, who is them? These false professors, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. All right? Depart from me. What does it mean to say when Jesus said, get away from me? And what did he say next? You who practice lawlessness. All right? So what is he saying? It's not what you preach. It's what you practice. Have you ever heard somebody practice what you preach? Right? Well, look what he just said right there. Get away from me. I don't know who you are, you workers of lawlessness. Right. What is a worker of lawlessness? Uh, that wickedness. Criminal. Wickedness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's go back to that First Corinthians passage. You don't have to turn it out. I'm, I'm already there. So, so listen to what it says. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be, be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers or swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the Spirit of our God. So what happened to those people? They were saved. They were pulled out of the world and pulled into the kingdom of God through the power of God. Through the Spirit of God. It was not something that they did on their own efforts. It was not something they did by their own desires. It was literally God reaching down and changing them and making them into new creatures. New creation. And so when we go back to the Matthew passage, what did he say? There's many people out there running around saying, Lord, Lord, and God don't know who they are. Now, remember, God knows what? God knows... What, what do we say the word omniscient mean? God knows what? Oh, everything. God knows everything. But he just told those people, I don't know you. You see? Well, that word know is a very special word. It's the same word <clears throat> that uh, the scriptures use in Genesis 2. Uh, or Genesis 3 or 4. Genesis 4. When it says, Adam knew his wife Eve. They had a, a spiritual and a physical union. They were one. And remember, God made them one. You will cleave that your... That wasn't right? some of our readings today. Right. marriage. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the... So God is in our heart. Christ is in us. See, so he knows us. Right. As, right. So I know... In here too, I, I know you. All right. Well, I'm not married, so... Well, it's, 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 let me... I'll put it like this. I know Lori. But I don't know Lori like Lori's husband knows Lori. They have an intimacy there that's not allowed with anybody else. That makes a question. Does the Bible talk about um um I know it's so I just, I read it. I the buddies of a man how he speaks. Yep. And also with um your body could your your mouth can lie but your body it doesn't it, it never it, 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 it should be it should be somewhere. It's in James. Yeah. And so what he's saying is good words can't come out of a bad heart. Bad words can't come out of a good heart. Yeah, we're talking about your body language, you know what I mean? I mean, like a person could sit, manipulate words, but their body says different. They, they, I mean, like... Right. So when he says, depart from me, I never knew you, what does that mean? It means that the father has an intimate relationship with his children that is a special relationship that is different than the relationship he has with all the rest of creation. That means he wasn't practicing. 
we practice he because was, he was doing work, but he wasn't practicing. Well, but they were doing the practices not because God was telling them to do the practices, right. but because they were doing it on their own incentive. They were right, doing sure. it. All right, so when he when he says, "Depart from me, I never knew you," that can be head scratching because God knows everything. Sure. To say that He didn't know them, what does that mean? It means that that intimate relationship was not was there. Not there. Right. You see, there's an intimate relationship between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. How intimate is it? They're one. Okay? And they can never be divided. And the Father sent the Son to die for His people. And the Son died to save His people, was buried and raised again, and He arose and He ascended into heaven, and He sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Now the Holy Spirit is down here on the earth seeking and saving those who the Son died to save. Okay? Now think about that. Are they still intimate? Are they still one? Is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit still intimate one? If the Father and the Son are in heaven, and the Holy Spirit's here on earth saving those that Christ came died to save, are they still intimate? Yes. Yeah, they're one. God is one. He's one being. Three persons, one being. There's no way to break up that intimacy. And what that means is, if you are a child of God, God knows you in an eternally intimate way that He does not know the rest of the world. And you know, I've had I've had people ask me before. This has always been a hard question for me to answer, but I've had people ask me since you know God is all powerful. You know, why can't He just enforce His will on everybody to be perfect? His know? will is enforced on everybody. No, because well, there's some people still slipping out there. There's some people not doing the right thing. You're not a robot. I mean, remember what he, remember what He said in Romans. They refuse to acknowledge God, yeah. and so in God's will, what does God do? Where was he, that? He turns them over to their own desires. Right. So even their wickedness. Now God is not the one making them be wicked, right. but God is the one that's allowing them to be wicked. So, yeah. Right. So it's, Where it's was all that about in Romans? Freedom of choice. I mean, really, cho- choice. Of, hmm? Where was that in Romans? Romans what? Romans one. Twenty-eight. Romans. The Romans one passage we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that's in Romans one. And so, yeah, there's nothing happening outside of God's will anywhere. Right. God is not in heaven right now pulling his hair going, oh, no, I didn't mean for that to happen. Right. Right. God is not the cause of evil. Oh, no. But he does allow it. And God allows that evil to be manifest. He allowed his son to but be. But he can't just, he couldn't just cut the evil out. Well, to a certain extent. Sure well, to, let's to a certain extent. There, there, will, there will come a time when he will. Right, that's going to be on the new, when we get the new heaven and the new earth, there's not going to be evil anymore. So instead, I mean, like he allows evil for a little while. Um, let's say, um, no, the great flood. He, the Noah, Noah wanted people out the great flood and didn't listen, so he destroyed us. He yeah. destroyed the cities, earth, Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. He pretty much, he, he, Abraham pretty much asked God, pretty much like bargaining with God. You know what I mean? Yeah. If not pray eventually, they use the word. Sometimes you pray eventually. If uh, our God, you can find ten people. You know what I mean? Fifty people that's righteous. I would not square the cities. Not I mean for Abraham, because Abraham and God had a position. Yeah, they couldn't find none. Yeah. Well, it, it, that's very true. And, and watch this. It, we have to understand that when we allow evil, it brings destruction. Oh yeah. When God allows evil, it brings life. Think about God allowing Joseph's brothers to sell him into slavery. Mm-hmm. 
God allowed that to happen. A, yeah, he had a purpose for it. And what was the purpose behind it? That one day Joseph was going to be able to save his, his own brothers because he was going to be in Egypt. You right, see? Right. So God allowed that to happen. Well, think about Jesus dying on the cross. The most evil thing that's ever happened in the world. God allowed that to happen. But out of the most evil thing that ever happened on the face of the earth, God brought eternal life to His people. Right. So when God allows evil, it always works out for His, our good and His glory. Right. Our good and His glory. And our problem is, is that um, we can't see, we can't see beyond the veil. We can't. Yeah. We can't see what what it's. People don't see the right. destruction. Right. That and so God allows evil in our lives. Why? Because um, He He actually uses that evil. It's almost as a way to sift out what's good and what's bad. He allowed Lori to fall into evil. Why? Because one day he knew he was going to save her out of that and she was going to be used to help other people. He allowed that to happen and it turned out for his good, her good and his glory in the long run. Sure Are you with me? So, so God allows those kind of things to happen. Uh, and uh, and so we have to understand. And all the people, like I might, you know, a little bit more visible, but all the folks that that come and and let God, well, God enters their heart. Their whole family gets to see the glory of yeah. God in right. them. So all of us in the family of God are spreading that glory for God and spreading His word just by being who we are, who who God made us into. So I, I, we'll close with this, and then we got to be done because we're, we're right at the time to close. I want to read that this passage. This has been a good service. Right? Yes, yeah. I, I, I want to read that passage for you in First Corinthians one more time, because remember, remember what, uh, remember what we were saying, and, and uh, Ted, you, you was like, oh, I don't agree with that, right? That's okay. It's okay for you to not agree with that. I just want you to wrestle with what I'm saying. You cannot be an alcoholic and a child of God. If if you are an alcoholic, if you are an alcoholic, you are a slave to a to a something in the creation. I guess what I was asking you is to be set free from the bondage of sin is the characteristics of a child of God. So now watch what he says. You do know this now that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't be deceived. Don't let the world trick you. Neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers. Uh, adulterers or the effeminate or homosexuals or thieves nor the covetous nor drunkards nor revilers nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God and such were some of you you see what he's saying you used to be an alcoholic oh yes yes I remember you reading that you have been regenerated. You are a new creation in Christ you are a child of God now you are no longer a child of Adam you are a son of God and as you live out your life, Adam is going to continue to die away. So, and the new creation that you are in Christ is going to be- continue to become more evident. So, Adam is sin. No, Adam. Adam was created in God's image, yeah, but we, Adam fell away from God. Yeah, so God we, saved Adam through Christ. So, Christ is the new Adam. So, we second are Adam. the second Adam. We are in Christ. And so what we've been learning here today is this. You are either in Adam or you are in Christ. You can't be in both. And if you are in Adam, you will not inherit the kingdom of God and you will be yes. destroyed. Which is, why, which is why I asked you the question when we were talking earlier. I said, if you have a beer, does that make you an alcoholic? Because it says no, no drunkards. No Mike. drunkards will make it into the kingdom of heaven. There's a Does that mean you're a drunkard if you drink? Mike, a beer? No, that, there's a difference. That's what I was asking. No, I know. I don't think so. Okay. And and again, for from 
when I answer that question for people who drink, um, I, I grew up in independent fundamental Baptist circles that said Some if you drink, folks are asking right? you that question right. so they can get the difference. A it's false right. sense of it's right. okay. If well, I, I, I grew up in, I grew up doing that. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in circles that if you if you see somebody having a beer, then they're not saved. Like I grew up in yeah, circles where true. people think that way. Oh, if you're drinking, well, you're not saved. No, that's not true. I, and I don't believe that. Right. But for me personally, I don't drink. And if somebody offers me some drink, I, I decline it. Right. And it's not because I'm judging them. It's because I know me and what alcohol does. It reminds you of the old me. Reminds yeah. it, it reminds yeah. me of right. who I used right. to be. Used to and be. I'm no longer. Yeah. I don't need that to be happy. I don't need that to enjoy a meal. I don't right. need that to not feel lonely. I don't need it, it anymore right. because I have Christ. See, I understand right. that. Yeah. And, you, you and yeah. Christ, yeah, that's that's what I was asking you. you uh, Christ, we should play with temptation. Right. Yep. Well, he gives us the strength <laughs> yeah. to avoid those things. Okay. So, so no, That's I don't. I'm not going to judge somebody and say, "Oh, you're going to hell if you have a That's beer a or if you drink what a glass of wine." Put the Bible says, "Don't make it." Put the Bible says, "Don't make it." 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 Bible says, "Don't Thank you all, guys, for your time today. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time together. Help us to... I, I know that I have to go home and wrestle with what we've been talking about because there's a lot of things that sting when I read them in your word. There's a lot of things that bring up conviction in my own heart about the way that I live and the way I think and the way that I act. And my prayer is that you will continue to convict us all and help us to be conformed more and more to the image of your son, Jesus Christ. Give us the strength, the power, the will, and the desire to walk away from this world that we might walk into your eternal kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.